against our inclination. Let ourselves in for it. Time is brought to you by Q Sports International. More choices for all players. Q Sports International is 100% pool. Amateurs can play in the non-handicapped BCAPL or handicapped USAPL sanctioned leagues. No need to win a local tournament. Just qualify with enough weeks to be eligible to play in the Nationals held in Las Vegas. For all levels of competition, CSI has you covered. They provide tournaments with the best players in the world. You can challenge the top players at the annual Jay Swanson Memorial Tournament held in L.A., the U.S. Bar Table Championships in Reno. You can find more information on their website, www.playcsipool.com. That's www.playcsipool.com. This is Daryl Smith from Pool Time. Where do I go for quality billiard products and accessories? Arch Billiards, family owned and operated for over 40 years. From billiards to darts to gaming to home furnishing, Arch has you covered. Located at 17801 East 39th Street, Independence, Missouri, Art is your one-stop shop for all your pool needs. Give them a call at 816-478-7474 or better yet, stop by and say hi to John, Cheryl, Kim, or David. Are you looking for something to do? Then get in the hottest game in town and join the Northland APA Pool League. That's right, pool. Eight ball, nine ball, doubles, corporate, and master's divisions. Find out what nearly 1,000 others in Northland already know. An APA Pool League is a great way to get out of the house, have fun, meet people, and of course, play pool. The best part about it is you don't have to be a pool shark to enjoy the game. Players of any playing ability want it, especially beginners. Give Greg a call at 816-214-5037. That's 816-214-5037. Or visit NorthlandAPA.com today for more information. You are listening to Pool Time. All right, this is Daryl with Pool Time. Another fine episode. And along here with uh, Todd, our guest host. How's guest it going? Host. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Guest host today. Uh, special. Uh, I had to... Had host on my mind. Uh, I would appreciate uh, Jay Wegener for the last two weeks subbing for us. Had a great time with him. We sat around and shot. Um, he taught me a couple little one pocket shots and a uh, real good player and very good instructor. Well, you know, Jay, uh, he, the thing I like about people and, uh, and this, in, our in, in this industry is, you know, there's a lot of people that are passionate about the game. And he's one of them. He's very passionate. You could definitely tell that. Yeah, so he, he loves it. He was out there at Olathe this weekend a little bit. And uh, so we've got quite a bit for the show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the World Nine Ball that wrapped up in last Qatar. week. Yeah, yeah. Qatar. That was pretty interesting. Talk a little bit about the Junior Nationals, and there's actually some uh, the ones that did real well in it. We know personally, and yep. I've had some experience with. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Had a lot going on this weekend, pool. Like you said, still had the Midwest going on that you got to play in. Yeah, and then we had the Olathe tournament. So we'll right. talk a little bit about my experiences there and uh, how everybody did there. Had some good local results. Yep, I've got a few results of some local weeklies that we have through here, and a number of players are showing up. And you know, kind of like like I said, I didn't get the chance to go out and play in in Olathe, but I got the chance to come out and lose to some local weekly players. Oh, that's cool. Excellent. <laughs> well, they had some lot of tournaments. Like I said, they had the uh, you know one eyed Jacks tournament, the Scotch yep. doubles. They do the a lot of fun. The last Friday every month, and had a good. Turnout for that. We had 24 players. I think him, Steve McConnell there, he stops it at 24 because they really can't get it done. Uh, right. They just have the three tables. Yep. So. Now, did they go to race to one on the loser side? Or was there yep, they did. A, yep, race to two on the winners and race to one on the losers. Makes, but makes, it, makes it more fun. Tell you what, there was a good group of people. Um, everybody had a blast. It, it Great turnout. Now, we're, we're recording this live for replay, however you say that, Yes. for Tuesday nights. But uh, we're out here at the Side Pockets uh, North, or Side Pockets North. Side Pockets Blue Springs, uh, which is our home court, uh, at noon on every Monday. Yes. So we're going to start promoting it and trying to 
do some other stuff with uh, in line with our show here. And uh, so next week, if you happen to be out here, we're going to bring some stuff to give away. So if you want to come out Monday afternoons and shoot around a little bit, uh, we will have some giveaways. Um, they've got six big or eight big tables out front here. Um, Brunswick Gold Crowns, great place to come shoot. So if you're not doing anything on a Tuesday afternoon, come out and have some lunch and get well, some actually, free pool. It's Monday afternoon. So. Monday afternoon. What did I say? <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Our Monday show, afternoon. Our show, we're going to record it live on Monday, and then our show's going to air Tuesday nights right. on the AmericanBillardRadio.com. So. Yeah, but they do give free pool away with you purchase lunch. I think there's an hour of free pool mm-hmm. here. And, and then we'll have a table set up, too. That We're, we're going to do something. I haven't yep. figured out what yet. It just kind of depends on how many, you know, if we get some people coming out here or not live-wise. But we're going to kind of play around with it and see how it works see what everybody wants to do exactly now let's talk a little bit about the uh little national stuff here the, the world nine ball right Qatar. Uh, Qatar. it's uh was a great tournament as far as streaming if you're a pool fan that's that's amazing jay jay told me um they had i think four cameras on the first table and then they had a camera on each of the other 14 or 13 tables they had 14 tables total yeah and you could pick whatever match you wanted to watch you could watch any match and here's the, here's the thing um now on Qatar, they uh, we talked about the streaming was incredible probably the best streaming it's kazoom company i guess it was a danish company did all the streaming we talked yeah. a little bit about that a couple weeks ago or and then i'm sure you talked with jay a little bit on it. right they're just incredible so they anyway, did a heck of a job imagine a u.s open doing that type of deal that would be really I think that would be a goal to go. Well, I know um, maybe they'll maybe this Kazoom will. Comp, nothing breeds innovation like competition. Right. So maybe uh, you know AccuStats usually does the stream and they stream the one TV table and they make yeah. a big arena out of it. Maybe they'll take a you know you know, have the one stream, but then also be able to have options of other matches, other to watch. streams to watch. That yeah, would be fantastic. Be awesome. Because I love to watch good players. Yeah. And, and on that Qatar, you know, Niels Fine won the tournament over right. Albin Oshan. Right. And Albin is Jasmine's Jasmine Oshan's brother. Yes, 23 yeah. years old. What a heck of a oh, tournament he's a good, he had. He's a great player, though. Great player. What's great, though, is you can still go back to that stream. And if you have your account, you can log in and see the finals, which I haven't watched yet, and I'm going to watch it. And getting the account is nothing more than uh, signing up with your email and creating your own yeah, password. Yeah, There's nothing. So. You're not going to get a bunch of spam or anything for it so it is it's well worth the time so to do congratulations to Niels and Alvin yep. it was a great tournament you can see the the future of the game and the, and the pro pool and why America lacks um, also on the show we're going to I had a chance to interview over the weekend with uh, Gordy Vanderveer which is a professional player from Oklahoma he's also an instructor real nice guy and he's kind of a neat guy because he's a he he has a neat story, so it's a great interview. I mean, it yeah. kind of gives you inspiration for us guys in our 40s of what right. is still available to do with this game. Um, so uh, we'll have that interview. Um, junior Nationals. Let's talk a little bit about that. We had some really good uh, – they had the tournament over in Louisville in conjunction with the uh, trade show. Yes, played on nine-foot diamond tables. And, and yeah, really great result, two of the – Two of the kids, um, first time they've had brothers finish in the top two spots. Right. I'll give you a quick story here. Um, Nikki and Ricky Evans won. Nick Evans won the 18 and under. Yep. Uh, Ricky, which is his second youngest brother, there's also Mikey that also played in the 18 and under boys division. Right. And Ricky won the 14 and under boys division. Both um, of them play out of St. Peter's. Yeah, yep, out of the St. Louis area. Yep, yep. And, uh, and their dad, Buddy Evans, has been a, a player that We've, I've battled against over the years at the state tournament okay. down in Columbia. Yep. Now it's in Springfield. Anyway, um, they used to have a tournament. They still do. Uh, Sam Dwyer owns a, a place called uh, um, over in uh, 
Quincy, Illinois, uh, his his place. Anyway, they would have a tournament there, bar oh, table it, tournaments. Oh, is that the break in Quincy? No, no, it's not the Quincy. The it's uh, it's uh, oh, Cahokia. Yeah, the break's in Cahokia. I'm having, yeah, a, yeah, having a mind yeah. deal here. Which what happened to me a little bit? <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, I'm playing in, the, in this tournament over there. And uh, Rack Daddy's is the name of the place. There we and, go. Yeah, there we uh, go. I never remember. It. <laughs> He's a little fuzzy. He had a, he had a long weekend of concentrating. If you're out <laughs> <I> there. <am. laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Rack Daddy's had has had some really good tournaments. So so I got a chance to to, to lose to both boys in the same tournament. Nice. <laughs> to, to Nikki and Mikey. Yeah. Uh, Ricky wasn't there. Yeah. Both, so, uh, both good players. Um, it was. They're, Nikki, they're nice kids. I've talked to them both when they come yeah, out to Olathe. Yeah. They both shoot well. They're respectful kids. But man. They play. Yeah, they do play. Uh, so it was kind of funny. I got beat by uh, Nikki. He made like three nine ball breaks in a race of seven against me. And, and there it counts anywhere <laughs> yeah. in the bottom corners. That's and then, rough. Uh, and then Mikey, I just didn't play good. And he played good against me and went hill hill. So right. it, was, it was kind of funny. I got beat by both of them. But they ended up coming back and uh, with Ricky representing. And then, uh, of course, Manny Perez finished second to yep. Nick. Yep. Uh, and he had a good tournament, too. So Nick did because the only person he lost uh, – Manny did because the only person Manny lost to was Nick. Nick put him on the loser side, and he came back and had to play him again. So, great shooting by all. And yeah, congratulations. And you know, we talked a little bit about this before, and we may try to do something here with the show or whatever, but to promote. But you know, you've got to get the kids involved, right? And I don't. I know pool's been kind of on a downswing, and I don't know the numbers. I guess were were, were lower this year than they were last year. Um, I've got the numbers here. There was 14 in the 14 and under girls, um, which is actually not bad for, you know, that's usually the weakest division, but it wasn't this time. Uh, The boys had 29 um, in the 14 and under. The 18 and under girls only had eight players, which is horrible. Yeah, that is. Um, And then the boys had uh, 30 in the 18 and under. So they didn't even fill a 32-man bracket. Now, I know, I don't know if that was because of the size of the venue because right. it was held in conjunction with the trade show and they just cornered off some tables for them right. and ran the tournament or what 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 it is um, yeah and all these kids know. are now getting to go represent the united states They're, they've qualified for the right, uh, right. world open which mm-hmm. will be held in china and, and man yeah and uh, i think manny's going to go too so i'm yeah. not sure we've had manny and hector on the show before with interviews um, great yeah. people they love the game yeah so they, they've been traveling around so it'll be, it'll be fun to see how they do i just uh I just we just need to figure out a way to get the numbers up. Yeah. For the because for this this sport to survive, especially in this country, you got to get the youth playing, and there's a lot of positives to it. Oh, exactly. You know, anybody can play it. Anybody can has ability. You know, it doesn't matter what your physical. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. In the long run, the the guys are, that treat this game as a sport are athletically fit, have right. an advantage. True. But but overall, anybody can play. You're not determined by size, gender, you know, even age. You know, I mean, when you're younger, obviously, it doesn't count, but. You know, so, you know, for the ultimate goal is to bring more kids into it, and you're going to see soccer right. is going to be another. It's going to be a major sport in this country in five years. Yeah. You know, we talked be, about be, that, and especially yeah. with USA doing as well as they did, the right. kids are going to get out there and play. Well, and that's why because kids yeah. are getting involved into it, and that, that's going to build it up. You see soccer fields out there; you don't hardly see baseball fields anymore. Right. Yeah, so we talked about that before, but but that's kind of the key on that. But congratulations to them. Um, so, what did you do? This weekend, uh, this, this weekend, I did go to One Eye Jacks. I played that Friday night. Um, great group out there. Um, a lot of the Northland players get out and play in that. We had some people come from um, out east and west, and just fantastic group. Twenty-four teams showed up, and this is a uh, ten-dollar per player tournament. And Steve McConnell runs it there at One Eye Jacks off of Parvin in Brighton. He pays a quarter of the field, so he paid six teams out of the twenty-four. 
of course we ended up, Leon and I ended up one out, but I do have the results of that. Um, Rick Caldwell and Jason Robinson took first. Rick who? Yeah. Carlton. Carlton. Okay. Caldwell Carlton. Caldwell's his uh, road name. Okay. Oh. Yeah, he, he wanted me to use that. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> Jeff Asel and John Jones yeah, took you know, second. You know what's funny? one of your players Yeah, well, this is what's funny. Yeah. Uh, last month, John couldn't play because he was out of town. Right. And now you were... So I took Jeff as my partner and we got second. Oh, nice. So this month, I was playing in Olathe. So he took t- Jeff? Took Jeff and got, got second. second. <laughs> nice. Nice. And then uh, Mike Banks Sr. and Pat took third. Cool. Um, good groups out there today. There was so with 24, like I said, Steve cuts it off at 24 because he doesn't want it to run too late. Um, you can't get them all in. So we did a race to two on the winners, a race to one on the losers. Um, lots of good people come out and play. A couple new groups came out and played and did well. And you just have a lot of fun out there. We had the Royals game on. Everybody was talking, having yeah, fun. It's, it's a different atmosphere. You get to, it is. And it's, it's a short race, so anybody can compete. We get they get a lot of women's teams, a lot of Scotch teams. Right. You get some teams that are stacked. Yep. You know we get you know. And so, there was a lot of stacked teams out there. And but, that's, but the short race, you know, the, the, a lot of things can happen. The best yep. teams don't have to win. Yep. Uh, it looks like they got there in this case. Yeah, I mean, they the did. The top three teams, right. like they were probably the best teams. But, uh, but you know. What maybe, are little, maybe we'll say some of the top best teams. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> uh, you well, know, Leon and Todd. I'm not going to allude to anything. There. Leon and Todd didn't quite get there. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I know that feeling. I know that one out of the money feeling really well. And I do have, uh, I've got results. So what happened, our, what happened at the Brass Rail this week? Brass Rail on Tuesday night, we had 29 players, which was a great wow. showing. Very good showing for a Tuesday night tournament. We had, uh, I think Jake and Rick ended up splitting that with Leon at third and Mike Parker at fourth. Well, it's good to, isn't it, Rick Carlson? It's actually yes. good to see Rick out playing again. It it's is. It's probably been a couple, I mean, it's probably been six months or eight months where he wouldn't play at all. He had some back issues and, and uh, not to spread his He's, stuff, but he was he hadn't been playing, and I like, I'm glad to see him playing. He's a very good player. He hit a, he hit a great shot against Leon. I was watching um, the last, they were playing for second place, and Leon had hooked him with a shot, leaving him his cue ball up the top of the table with a ball that he had to jump over about six inches away. His object ball was about six inches off the uh, bottom rail, almost on the middle diamond. Rick had to jump it with a little bit of inside English, and he cut the ball in without touching the rail and got perfect shape and got out on him. Rick, uh, Rick is is very aggressive when it comes to shooting. Yeah, he will. You know, he'll play safe if he has to, but he he, he went he's, for he's it. Going, he's going. He's he's. He's bringing it, which is kind of fun to watch. If you're oh, it was if you're a great shot. You watch me play; it's not really as much fun. I'll dink and dunk, and you know, Rick Rick does play, and he had his he had his Batman shirt on, and we, Leon and I were talking because <laughs> we were we were teasing him, and uh, Leon goes, "Well, I, I think he's going to wish he was Batman right here." And when he cut that ball in, Mike Parker and the rest of them started, yelling, "Oh my God, he is Batman! He is Batman!" <laughs> but we. Also, we have our nine ball tournament on Thursday night there at the rail, and we had uh, 18 players. And That's not bad for the $10, because we were running usually 12 to 16 players. You know, I was able to pay um, pay out four spots. Um, we paid $170, 50 and 35 which is not bad for Yeah, I actually dropped tournament. by there a little bit later. I, had to, yeah. I actually had to do a little work for my uh, other things that I do, and so uh, so I wasn't able to play in it. But it, it, it was a great turnout. We had, a, first, which we had a lot. Yep, we had Rick and Jacob at the top again, and then Leon and Todd was third and fourth. Um, like I said, 18 players was a great little tournament. So I wonder now, you, you've got some results for Flamingo, too. Now, yep. I don't know if people know that Flamingo has changed management, I guess, is right. the best way to do it. Um, Jason is over Dirty Bird, and then uh, so his, his silent partner now is taking over. Not so silent anymore. There you no, go. No, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, well, Ray's owned a bunch of 
right. places. He still owns a bunch of places. You know, I just don't know how big of a pool guy he is. Now I know he promotes a lot of leagues and stuff because it was, you know, like the till shit. Right. But like the tournaments, I know they made some changes on the tournaments. So yeah, and you you went out there last. night. I went night. out there last night. Um, it was nice. There was um, they were having a little issues with their air conditioning, so it was very humid. And oh. There was no there was no practice strokes. I wish I'd had a glove because you just couldn't even do a practice yeah, stroke the way your the cue was coming. I, I, across I tried a glove before. And I just don't like them, so yeah. I, I have powder, which I use a little. I bit this think weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna purchase a glove and give it a try. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, we got Leon, uh, Pat Kane, and Chuck were the top three there. Um, good shooting by all. It was, uh, we Chuck. did longer races. Which Chuck was that? Our Chuck from uh, Blue oh, Springs. Oh, cool. excellent. Yeah, good, good, yep. Good. He did a real good job. In fact, he got me the got me the first round. But um, so how many I, players did they had? I think we only had we only had about twelve players. Okay. There wasn't there wasn't a lot out there that night well, because the Latham was going yeah, on. Yeah, there was a few of the players yep. that go out there were out in the Latham. But it was that, it but. was a good little tournament. Um, being there was less people there, we did races to five on both sides, which was really nice. You could kind of do long races. Now, do you know um, if they're still doing their Friday and Saturday tournaments? I did not ask about that. The same payouts and stuff. I haven't played out there in a while. I've kind of gotten worried. I'm not for sure. Um, I know Mike Reckman does the uh, Sunday tournaments. I don't think he runs the Friday and Saturdays. Yeah, I just don't know, know how they're doing. They used to, what they do is they have a free tournament. Uh, it's not free. You have to right. pay the quarters, and they're a dollar table. So and easy. they did. What you, you were saying, ten bucks, I right? Mean, you you told me about them. This this Sunday night tournament out there used to be a five dollar entry, and they'd open the tables. Well, they still open the tables, but they charge you a two dollar. It's still green pretty good piece, value, though. But what, it is. What they used to it do really is, is. It was a five dollar entry, open the tables, and they added a hundred to the first twenty players. Right, five dollars a player, which is a which is a great. I mean, you can't. No, for your value, right, for your right, money. Right. And that's they, why Sticks and, and Stones And they did. They took good care of their tables. The tables like, played well. Yeah, Sticks and Stones, that little tournament that Sandy runs on Saturday. It's getting getting the name out there. Same way. It's yeah. a $5 entry. They add $5 to the pot, and they open the tables. Yep. So for value, you can't beat it. It is. Anytime you can get added money, and you're not paying for a green fee, yep. you know, that's incredible. Um, but now they're doing a $2 green fee, which is still a pretty good turnaround. Oh, exactly. I mean, $2 green fee is not going to make or break it. It helps them offset a little bit of their... You know, expenses and you know they make some money on food and stuff. But you know, it is it, it's a lot of fun and get out get out there and get some seasoning. Yeah, sometimes pool players drink a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, they've been known to. They've been known to water and coffee. I'm trying to drink. I'm drinking water today. I'm, I'm a pop guy. I'm I've trying, got I'm, my got my sprite. I told myself I'm gonna start cutting down. So this is my day. I'm starting to cut down on pops. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so it may be a little edgy. I tell you, let's do. Let's take a little break. When we come back, we're gonna have the interview with. Uh, that I recorded this weekend with Gordy. Cool. It's pretty interesting, so we'll go over that. And then we'll talk about the Olathe results. Sounds and, good. And my experience with Olathe. Talk to you in a bit. Where do you find the latest local and national tournament information and results? Pool4u.com, of course. That's pool the number four, the letter U.com. Interested in getting a custom queue? Talk to Terry Roach of Roach Custom Cues. Terry is a local Kansas City area cue maker that provides custom cues along with repairs. This is Daryl from Pool Time, and I play with a Terry Roach Custom Cue. They hit great and even look better. For more info or to contact Terry about a cue or repair, visit his website at www.roachcustomcues.com. All right, I'm here with Gordy Vanderveer, professional player extraordinaire, <laughs> instructor, and uh, how's it going, Gordy? How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me on, Derek. Oh, no problem. Now, uh, kind of give me a little bit of your background and, and what you do, and I know you're a teacher over in uh, Oklahoma City, and that area in Oklahoma, and then you're a very solid tournament player, always grind, hanging there with the money, so kind of how did you get involved with the game, and how long have you been playing? Yeah, my dad got me hooked on the game with a bar table in the basement, um, about 13, 14 years old. Got me, bought me my first pool cue when I was a kid. 
and um, he used to bring some really strong players over uh, when I was real young, so I got to see some actual really big talented players at an early age, so it kind of hooked me on the game <laughs> instantly when I saw the way they could cut these balls in and draw that cue ball around the table and such, so I got hooked when I was a really, really young guy. Didn't start playing seriously until about 17, and when I could actually go into some of the pool rooms right. in the Quad Cities area, Davenport, Iowa. Okay. And um, from there, I just started playing uh, leagues. I was playing leagues like five, six nights a week, you know, as many as I could get in. And uh, just kept playing and playing and playing and bringing my game up along the way and playing with better players and just fell in love with the game. Cool. I've been playing it forever. Now, how long have you been uh, teaching now? Uh, I've been teaching since about 2006. You know, I've been teaching it. But what I did before, I'm playing pool full-time now since 2005. Oh, cool. I haven't, well, I haven't worked since 2005. Awesome. But when I was working, what I did is trained and developed high-performing teams. So I was in training and developing, so it was kind of my background right. doing that. So now instead of training to fix construction tools is what I used to do. I used to train people to do that. Mm -hmm. I train them how to play pool. Yeah, I was just a teacher. You know, it's funny is I went, uh, my background a little bit as far as teaching is um, I went to Stan Shuffitz. Yeah. You know, and he's the same way. His background was he was a teacher, an educator. Yeah. And then he went, uh, I don't think he does anymore. Obviously, he's retired from that, and then now he's teaching pretty much full-time. Yeah. Of course, everybody knows Landon, you know, yep. a great player that he yep. is. So, yeah, so I think teachers make great instructors. Well, it's something that a lot of people don't realize that not every great pool player or good pool player can actually teach the game. Um, it, it's, it, it takes a unique individual well, to, I, to do that. I've been doing it for about a year and a half, two years, and I learn, and I'm, you know, I learn the new techniques, whatever, and I'm a, my... My lesson plan is dynamic, so it can change. You know, if right. there's something I like and I think that it will be a benefit, it's the same way. Now, you actually came up with a product. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the name of your product? It's called Striking Line Aiming. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a website. It's S as in Sam, L as in Larry, aiming.com. Okay. And it's it's just an aiming process that I think that um, every everybody does this. It, it's aiming templates that you lay on the table okay. that teach you how to line to the shot teach you how to see the true center of the cue ball. Okay. A lot of people don't realize that right. when they get down on the shot, it's an optical illusion and, and they've got a little right or a little left mm -hmm. on the cue ball, but they think they're hitting its center. This templates, These templates will teach you how to see the true center of the cue ball. Cool. It also teaches you how to aim at the contact point. A lot of systems teach you the ghost ball and this and that and the other, double the distance, equal opposite. I mean, there's so many aiming systems. You know, I was there. talking to somebody the other day, and the way I do is I teach kind of what they call natural aiming, which is really contact points, yeah. what it is. You get down, you'll see a shot picture, and if it looks right, you know, you'll, you'll automatically adjust for deflection in English. You know, Absolutely. You play for a while. Yep. And when I went to Stan, he was a big proponent of CTE. Yes. And I went in with an open mind, and it does work. Yes. But it's, you know, it's when you're first learning, it's very, you know, is it most top players are going to do point contact. I mean, 99%. That's correct. This new aiming stuff is new. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't have value. Exactly. But it's so new that we don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think you got to find something that works for you and stick with it. Um, I'm not a big proponent of once you get down on the shot, the doing the pivoting. I, I don't, I don't like that part about it. I, I've done the CTE, put myself through for about three weeks, and you know, did you, you know, on stands, pros and cons. His pivot is why you get down. Yeah, as you're so in it's a little different. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's his pro one part of it is when you do the pivot when you're getting down. So at least you're not pivoting when you're down. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I don't like anything with the backhand English or any of that stuff. I think it's kind of. 
Yeah. You know, it's unnecessary. Um, you know, I really was a big fan of Mark Wilson's new book. Have you had a chance to get it. it yet? I got it. I loved yeah. it. I love it. I'm in the middle of it right now, yeah. and I absolutely love it. I, I've known Mark since I was like 16, 17 years old. Grew up in the same area with yeah, Mark. Cool. Played a lot of pool with him, and and and. and I think that he's going to do real well with the uh, Moscone Cup here. I'm really going to root for him. Can't do any worse. <laughs> I know we're, we're only at the bottom now. We can only go up. So well, you know, we're about, you'll, when you listen to our show, you know, you'll we bounce around. So that's but you know, I'm watching the the World uh, Nine Ball last week a little bit, and when you watch the players over in Asia and you watch the European players, it's a sport. Yeah, right. They train like a sport, and the American players don't. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, we're interviewing here at Olathe Shooters, and I was here at 4 o'clock in the morning, and the players that were in the tournament, you know, they're here having fun, gambling, which is nothing wrong with that. You're supposed to have fun, but, you know, those guys that are serious about it, they're not, man. They're going to they're gonna get their sleep. They're going to get away from the room. Correct. They're going to come back, and they're going to be ready to, Absolutely. to jump on. Absolutely. So, it, you know, until we get that mentality, which is what Mark's kind of putting in, That's right. you know, it'll be hard for us to really compete at that national level. Well, we keep getting our butts handed to us in the Moscone Cup, I tell you what, Somebody's going to take notice, and they're going to make a change. So, now, um, what if you had one piece of advice that you could give to a player that's upcoming, and just you know one deal? What, what would that advice be? He's going to have to learn. You're going to have to learn the fundamentals. You have to learn sound fundamentals um, before you start playing this game really good. You, you got to go go to an instructor right. and get instruction with your fundamentals before uh, before you pick up bad habits. Because once you have the bad habits. They're tough to break. Here's here's a problem too. You can, and this is where a lot of amateurs get in trouble. Um, I'm actually trying to put some of the stuff in my own game. You know, trying to correct stuff that I've played with so long. But you see these top players, and they're really not. They don't have an orthodox style. So they're trying to mimic them. Which you would think that hey, these guys are great. But they got that hand method where they hit that million balls. And as an amateur player, you know, you want to try to shortcut that learning curve, and that's where instruction, I think, can be beneficial. Most definitely. When you're a working man, you don't have the 10,000 or 20 or 30,000 hours that it takes to master poor fundamentals. If you have poor fundamentals, it's going to take you tens of thousands right. of hours to right. master it. Absolutely. So if you start off with solid fundamentals, you can master the fundamentals within 10,000 hours, and a working man can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a you know we talked, talked about this before. I read a book called Talent is Overrated. Love it. Yeah, it's and my it, it uses you know he uses uh, some uh, theories from the guy the the Swedish uh, doctor that's in Florida State, I believe. You know, what's kind of cool is you know about the website where the guy's doing the golf. He's he's actually it's called the Dan's Plan. So if you get a chance, look it up on the computer. Dan's Plan. Dan's Plan. Yeah. What he did is he was like 32, 33, quit his job, and decided he was going to implement the 10,000 hours to try to become a, a professional golfer. It's pretty interesting. I haven't looked at it for a few months. The last time I was there, he was getting close to the halfway mark, and he was a complete duffer. His girlfriend could beat him in golf. That's one of the reasons he chose it. So he was one, you know, I'm a, I can't play with but he's a 50 handicap or whatever, you know. And uh, he, now he's down to five. You know, but he's doing, you know, the key's at deliberate practice. That's right. And guess what he's doing? And he's at, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how far he can really go. Yeah. And he's, he's documenting video, you know, all the ups and downs on it. So That's interesting. You know, I'll definitely look that up. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Now, one other thing I was going to ask, you said that you've been doing this professionally for 2005. And the reason I ask this is because, you know, there's a lot of young players that are out there. And so how are you able to, because um, if you're a good player, but... There's just not much money in pool as far as the tournaments. So how are you able to, 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 what are your sources of income to be able to make a living? If other players that are good players want to be able to concentrate on this pool as a career, how would, how would they do it? Yeah. I, it, it? I thought all I had to do was quit my job and this 
game would come to me, and that was a joke. Um, it's not the case, obviously. I mean, I've been doing it since 2005, and the best I do is break even. <coughs> you know, right. So um, I'm very lucky to be married to a wonderful wife uh, for over 28 years, and my dream's always been to play professional pool, mm -hmm. and we've kind of been working towards that goal for our complete marriage all the time we've been together. Oh, cool. So I'm lucky enough to where she, we, we had two careers, two career paths going at the same time, and her career took off better than my career did. So um, she's she's able to help me supplement my income. I, I pretty much break even with what I do. I can't pay bills with it, but I pay for everything, all my traveling expenses, my food, my hotel, my gas, and everything out of my winnings from playing pool. And that's just from the... The pool just itself. breaking even. That's I, I don't do much self. gambling anymore. Right. I mean, uh, that's just it's, something. I think gambling gives the game a bad. Well, the problem, here's the problem with gambling. It's just like last night we watched. It's got big action. You know, it's a big circle. You know, you give it, and you take it back, and then if you don't, you know, if you don't give it back, then you're not going to get the action anyway. So that's it's right. a, you know, so it's a big. You know, it's, it's, exactly. a, it's a funny game. Exactly. Um, I know on my own deal. I've been. Oh, for about the last year or so, I've been kind of messing around. I do a little vending business, and I do multiple streams. But, uh, but you know, giving lessons. You know, once you can do that, they can bring some income in. Um, working in a pool room would be a, another example of ways to, you know, be like a house pro. You know, you know. So there's some ideas out there where if you're trying to do, you know, make it from the game itself. Yeah, there's some opportunities, but it's, it's tough. Yeah, my product, I'm trying to help supplement it, but I'm, I'm building up the business right now, and I'm not taking any money out of it. I'm just putting it all back into it at this time. But I, this product has a chance to take off if people really embrace it and actually use it. I, yeah. I think buying it just because you know about the information doesn't mean that makes you an expert player. <laughs> you still have to put the time in on the table right. to do the shots and do the practicing that you need to do, you the deliberate have, practice. Right, right. You, you can have all the, you know, you can... It, I don't care who you are. It takes some time. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen a guy, a couple guys, maybe within a, you know maybe a year or two, really jump up in levels. But you know, I mean, I've seen guys, people play for forty years and not get a ball better. Absolutely, you know, that's so, true. That's yeah. true. It's cool. Um, so what's uh, what's in store? What's the uh, next big tournament you got coming up here? Uh, we got Vegas coming up in a, in a couple weeks. I think that's my big one. I'm going out there to play in the Masters division, awesome. the American rotation, that 15 ball rotation. Oh yeah, yeah. I won the, I won a national spot oh, awesome. between Oklahoma and, and Dallas um, to go play in the Nationals. So I'll be out there playing in the Nationals and then the nine ball challenge out there also. So those are the next three uh, three big tournaments coming up in July. Cool. So well, I'm actually be out. Uh, I can't play. It's kind of a weird deal, but I'm going to go for a couple days for the Nationals. And uh, so I've got to maybe split some of your matches. Absolutely. Absolutely. Out there and play. You're not going to um, play, though. You're not so playing out there? I, it's a weird deal. Um, the guy that stakes me a lot of times, uh, I'm actually buying a car from him. So I'm going to go out to Phoenix where he has a deal to get the car. But by the time I realized I was going to be in Phoenix, the, the, the second deadline was already over the day after. Otherwise, I could have played in, the, in that. And so, yeah, it, it, it's all right. I'll be. Uh, I'll be out there. I did get to play the Desert Classic Tour last week, so that was kind of fun. Yeah, the only other option would be the Grandmasters, because I think they take injuries all the way up to the deadline. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's all right. That's a pretty stiff yeah, field. Yeah. That's a pretty stiff field. Of course, you know, the Masters, last time I played out there and I was in the Masters, it was right before they got the Grandmasters. It was brutal, because I was playing Tony Chohan, and I don't remember who else I played. It's all these top guys that were in there, but, uh, but cool. Well, uh, so how do you, uh, what was your website one more time? It's uh, Striking Line Aiming, SL, just slaiming.com. Cool. All right, well, I appreciate the time. All right, thank you for having me on All the show. Right, appreciate it. You bet. Back for that interview from, uh, from Gordy. He's a pretty interesting dude.
very good guy. Yeah, I, I tell you what, he's he's a very savvy player, but he's also, like I said, with his system, he's taken it to a technical aspect of how that he can improve and play well in tough situations. And I like his game a lot. I've got to play him a I couple do too. times. I mean, he's very just he's very solid, always in the money. And like I said, it's a interesting deal. Um, I tell you, we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of tournaments. Uh, we'll talk about the Olathe yes, results, the big Midwest Nine Ball yeah, run and by then, Evelyn uh, and Danny. I want to mention last week I had the opportunity. Um, to go to Phoenix right. and play in a, the Arizona Desert Classic event. And so I want to talk a little bit about my experience there and uh, how that went and talk a little bit on that. So Olathe, they do the uh, one pocket, yes, women's nine ball, men's nine ball. And the one pocket, uh, Josh Roberts won. Right. And Josh is a good young player from South Carolina. And then uh, Skylar Woodward, which we know Sky. Yep. Uh, got second, which I didn't even know he you know, spelled one pocket, but he thinks like a champion, <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't yeah. surprise me. And of course, John Gabriel got third, so yeah. that was the results in the one pocket. I will talk, I did get to watch a little bit of the championship match, and uh, John Gabriel was just dominating. He was up two to nothing, he was up like five to one in ball count. Oh, wow. And then I left <laughs> and uh, went back, was watching something else or whatever, just assumed it was over. Well, apparently, he came back and beat John. Wow. So he beat him. He came back from that deficit in the, in the third game, and then come back, won the next two games to actually win the winner's bracket. And he just just come off the win of Big Dogs up in Iowa. Right, right. So, so he, he was, was definitely yeah, playing yeah, well. Yeah, he wasn't unknown because yeah. of how, you know. Yeah. i tell you what he's cool is he's got a really good grasp of the game. I was sitting there talking to him, and uh, there was a little bit of action. Uh, Danny Smith was playing Richie Richardson. Right. Some, uh, some high-dollar one-pocket. And he was kind of explaining. He, he was traveling with Richie a little bit. So okay. He was explaining the shots that Danny was shooting because he's played him, and and it was amazing because you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to guess what shot he will shoot. And, oh no, he's gonna do this. I'm like wow, and he would do it. Yeah. So the, the guy's got a. I don't have a mind for one pocket. He does. <laughs> so he was a nice young guy. He he did pretty good in the nine ball too. It was well. It was good to see those guys. They're not normal players that come out there and play in right. Olathe. So it was neat to see some other people. Absolutely. And then the nine ball, like so we, the fields weren't quite as big. I think there was uh, 42 or so in the one pocket. Right. Uh, 93 or so in the open. And which, but it makes it for a nicer experience. It does because when you get 140 players and the the, the, the matches go so late and they start so early, it's tough. This was a lot more laid back, so it worked out good. Uh, but the winner of the men's was uh, Shane McMahon. Uh, Shane had a great came tournament. Of, came out of the losers bracket and mm-hmm. double dipped. Danny Smith out of Ohio got second. Right. Uh, Jordan Davis, local player, best showing of a local player in a long time out there. That was really good. Congratulations, Played to Jordan. Good, broke great, ran out. Right. Made, you know, I watched his match where he beat Shane on the first on yep. the winner side for the fifth six to get to third. He played great. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to stay for the for the last part of the tournament, so I didn't right. get to see a lot of the. The last rounds, but uh, after I got knocked out, right, and then David Matlock made a really nice showing too. Finished fourth, beat some good players. That was neat. Come back and beat Rob Saez, beat me. <laughs> there <laughs> yeah, you we, go. we had a good match, so it was a lot of fun. Glad to see Rob come back out and play. I was wondering if Justin was going to make it, but I know he's uh, doing things with the Moscow. That's what Cup. it was. Yeah, I think he yeah. was in Louisville. They, right. they had a table in Louisville, so he didn't make it out. So, but yeah, was, I, I, think, think, I think there was like a uh, there was a. A charity tournament going on elsewhere is why that I saw that Chip and Joey were going to. So because usually they show up and play. They were there too. Where they were there, mm-hmm. I did not see that. Yeah, they did not do very well. Uh, uh, Joey, uh, uh, he might have went two and out in the nine ball. It was it was a weird. It was a really tough field. Right. It had a really big Calcutta because there were so many good players. Right. It was wide open as and far a lot as of players came down because. Right. Des Moines so was so soon. So it was good to see guys like uh, James Walden. Right. That's the first time he's been back since he 
you know, several years ago they had the three thousand dollar ring game, and he had kind of a kind of a falling out. Yeah. And uh, Gary Lutman. Yep. Gary. From, uh, here's Good his words from Facebook. Here's guys. his words from Facebook. I loved it. He's back from his two thousand twelve meltdown. Right. So he was. Uh, he had a year. Well, glad to see him come back and play. Band, the guy, so. the guy can and really he, play. And he played good. He uh, uh, he finished uh, high in the money. He got at least. I think he was ninth or twelfth or seventh, eighth, somewhere yeah. around there. And uh, and we kind of lacked on getting the results because I wasn't there, so I wasn't able to finish that on it. But uh, but in the future, we're going to take some pictures and put them on our Facebook account and, uh, as we go through there. Real so, good group to be out there and so watch and play. If you get a chance, like us on Facebook, Pool Time Radio, and we'll keep it updated on some of the tournaments that I play in and. And uh, we'll do a little better job on uh, on posting results because I know a lot of people like to know what the results are, and we were scrambling to find them right now. You yeah, know, trying to find them from yesterday. And the ladies' tournament had uh, uh, 20 players or so. Right. Um, it was. I'm gonna tell you what was weird about the ladies' tournament. They had the Calcutta. There was some money in the room, and uh, Liz Lovely, Nicole Keeney, and Jessica Fredieres was the top three. Right. All right. And then after that, it was really op- wide open. There was a lot of late. You know, some local ladies, some ladies from out of town, but not top names. Right. So Liz Lovely went first in Calcutta for over $500. Wow. Well, she's won two of the last three, I believe. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. 500 as a first blind pick. Now, when I saw this, I was sitting there, I said, this is absolutely horrible. Because in a Calcutta, you're getting your money based off of what the rest of the field is. Exactly. There's only three players that are going to go real super high. Now, some of the other players may go higher because of... You know, artificially building it up because of that first pick. Right. But they were in trouble of, of, of happening. I've only ever seen it once where the Calcutta first place doesn't pay enough to pay the person that went to Calcutta. I was just going to ask, do we know what the other two players Yeah, I didn't get the exact numbers, but I'll tell you, I, I did look at it. Uh-huh. All right, so second place, the second pick in the Calcutta was Nicole for like 300 and some dollars. Okay. And then Jessica went for in the 100 to 150 range. All right. And then after that, it went, dropped way off. Wow. First place paid like five seventy for the Calcutta. Ouch. So and then Liz didn't make the Calcutta money. She got right. knocked out fairly early. Oh wow. Nicole ended up winning it, so they're kind of partners, so they probably come out. Congratulations okay on it. to Nicole. Yeah. Yeah, so congratulations to Nicole. She won it. Um, second place was uh, well, we just talked about who was second place. Was it Jessica? Jessica Fredera's. She right. got second place. She had won the winner's side, so Nicole come back and double dipped her. And then Carrie Williams from the Tulsa area got third. Very awesome. nice tournament for Carrie. Awesome. She's also sponsored by the, the Terry Roach that sponsors me. Okay. With equipment, equipment sponsors. So congratulations. Did, uh, did Julia Gabriel come out and play? No, no. She the, wasn't there? Nope. nope. Okay. It was kind of a, like I said, I don't know if it's a summer. You know, summer, yeah. sometimes the summer's a little bit weaker turnout. Right. But, uh, but, you know, it was still a good tournament. It just the Calcutta was weird because of the, the amount of money that somebody paid. So in the future, do not buy. And we almost had this last... Last time with Dave Matlock, and when I went to those tournaments yeah. for the deal, right, where Dave went so high, and the Calcutta money only pays back right so much, right. And then if somebody takes a percentage out of the Calcutta, then it's going to be hard to even, you know. So, you know, with a, with there's a, not a lot left yeah, in the pot yeah. there. So just as a lesson learned, you know, don't don't let the even, hungriest even, person even, eat even, first. And, and you thought that she was a shoe in to win the tournament, right. and she didn't even cash. I mean, she might have cashed, but she didn't. I don't think she did because I think uh, she played Nicole earlier in the right. loser side. Yes, Nicole she did. got beat. Yep. And uh, uh, we had some la- local ladies that did real well in the tournament, which was awesome. That's great to see. Uh, Renee yeah. Hayes got fifth, sixth, and congratulations. Whisker hair from uh, getting in the top three and playing. Oh, wow. And then Devin McQuirk got fifth, sixth. Yep, good job, Devin. Good, so good, good job, guys. I'm glad to see some of the local ladies represent, and uh, the top dogs didn't necessarily get there. That's at least wild. one of them. So that was it was cool. Now talk. I'm going to talk a little bit about the the Desert Classic event I went to, and and my thoughts about it. Um, 
place was nice. It was uh, uh, in Phoenix, Tem place in Tempe, Arizona, which is it's all in that Sun Valley, which is just a huge in between the mountains there. And uh, so they have the uh, events. They do about six events a year, and you can go on their website and do Desert Classic Tour. Um, it's more designed for the Arizona players, and so if it's somebody like my deal with it, where you're coming in, they don't know you. They're not going to really do any research. We to dealt with out that. We dealt with that. In fact, Jay and I gonna, talked a little bit about that last week, where you come in as a high-rated player, right. if you're unknown. Which you know, I can understand the reasons for it. Yeah. But for, in their case, their, their high-rated player is like way above. You know, even their, their best, some of their best players in Arizona are A players. Right. Well, the A plus is really is, is for guys like Mitch Ellerman. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Scott, traveling, traveling road players. Yeah. And Scott Frost, those guys yeah. that are there, and anybody that comes in there. So. You know, if you're an A-plus player, you probably ought to be a known player Yeah. before they, they post you as an A-plus. So, you know. It makes, it makes things tough to show up and compete right. at that level. But, you know, I can, understand. So I can understand, too. And I, I didn't, when I got there, I didn't. I was going to play regardless, so it didn't matter. Right. They do something that's a little different, though. They do a – it's handicapped two ways. Now, this was eight ball on a bar table. Uh, Skipping Jans was the name of the place that they had that. And it was nice. They had diamond tables um, at about – 14 diamond bar tables, so it was plenty of room. And then they, they filmed some of it, streamed some of it, too. Um, how, but, big a, uh, how big a field did they get? Well, they got in the 40s, okay. so it wasn't too bad. Um, it was a two-day tournament. Um, it's a green fee, and basically they had the green fee back, and there's there's a 1,000 added, so um, they also charge a tour fee. So you can pay $50 and get a card for all six events, or you can they charge you $15 for an event. <laughs> so the other thing that they do is on the entry fee for an A plus it was seventy dollars. Okay. For an A it's fifty dollars. Right. And then Which is B and you don't C. see that a lot. You don't see that. No, a lot. No, it's different. You see yeah. it in foosball tournaments. Yeah. Uh, where they they handicap it based on entry fee, which is kind of an interesting idea. And uh, so that was kind of different. And then they also do it by games. So they normally the way it goes it's it's a race to ten, eight, seven, and six. But because it's eight ball on a bar table, they, they dropped it down to eight, six, five, and four. So C goes to four, B goes to five, right? Uh, an A goes to six, and A plus goes to eight. And so I played three matches, um, and all three were B players, and all three the B players were would be sevens in APA. Okay, so which which is fine because in APA you can have a seven, which is kind of like a black belt analogy. You can have a first degree black belt and a seventh degree black belt. So there's a big range of playing ability and sevens. Right. Um, but the guys could play, on, you know, especially bar table eight ball. They were good players. Um, so I lost my first match five to four. But with that said, I had some opportunities to to maybe win the match and win some games I gave away. So um, I've done that type of deal um, when we went to Cape Girardeau and played um, yeah. one their Friday, and it was it was really tough. We had seven or eight of us that were all good players, sixes and sevens, mm -hmm. uh, highly rated players, decent very good players and out of that first grouping I think one of us moved on in the winner's bracket <laughs> and then we actually had one of our guys ended up uh, splitting the tournament there but just a tough yeah tough so road. it's a different way to do it I, don't, I didn't have a problem with as much you know like I said he could they could have done a little bit more research for some out-of-town players if you know but if somebody knew me then they would have gone by that but nobody knew me so it's yeah. just, it wasn't that big of a deal but right. uh, it was tougher because you know their sixes or you know or, or like you know some of their top players in the area that which are tens in there. You know are are, are eight players. Right. The guy who ran the tournament. You know was a, plays real good, and, and he it was the Dennis Render was a, an eight player. So anyway, other than that, um, the only other thing that I have a gripe about on the tournament, um, that you know they did a good job on it. Um, 
and I've seen this, uh, Chad Reams does this down in uh, uh, Columbia at Mopup. Right. And a lot of people do it because of technology, they like they like using the software to run their tournaments, which I don't have a problem with, but yeah, I still think you need to have a big physical board because what happens is people like to see, like to go up and look at the board and they can see the payouts, they can see... Um, who's playing who, what matches are going, where do I go if I lose, where do I go if I win, what if the guy I bought in Calcutta, where does he go? Yeah. Uh, now, they don't have Calcutta there, so that wouldn't have been an issue there. Um, but it's really a customer service thing. And not be able to see the board, well, you got a little computer screen, and you have to go up in their little booth to be able to go look at the board. It's just really, you know, you feel like you're, you know, kind of getting their way and stuff. So, so if you're a tournament director, have a big board. So everybody can see. Yes. yes. And it's a pet peeve of mine, so... Yeah. So that was the only thing. So I get knocked out um, on Saturday. So on Sunday, I decided I'm going to go back out in the afternoon. We watched the World Cup USA. That was a sick game. I don't even watch soccer, but they got the game one and they tied. Yeah, like, the, last, the last 20 seconds. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, yeah. So, so I'll go watch the World Cup yeah. game. You know, and Of course, it didn't matter because they still got into the next. Well, it could've, I guess it could have mattered a little bit because they would have. Uh, they might have been able to get number one seat. But anyway, enough of that. Um, so I go back to watch the finals, right? Yeah, yeah I saw that. I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so I go back to the finals, and they're down to three players. So I watched that. There was the, the the guy was there was an A player, a B player, and an A plus. Right. I think it was the only other A plus that was in the tournament besides me. Right. And uh, oh, that's, I'm, de- that's I'm, de- I'm debating if I should name names or not on this, mm. but I'm not going to. But you can figure it out if you look at the brackets. Right. On it, um, if you can find a bracket for it. Um, but anyway, I know this is why I don't mention it. Um, this guy has played good. Uh-huh. He dressed really well, you know. He, but he, so I'll get to the point why I bring this up. Very presentable, you know. Great player, right? And so he's he's hill hill with this guy that's a seven, and he breaks. and He makes one of the best outs I've ever seen on a bar table. Eight right. Ball. He just gets you know he's, he's trying to get out, and most top top players try to run out every time. Exactly. Because their percentage percentage is so high. Yep. You know, they're not going to duck. And I thought he probably should have ducked earlier, but he went for the out, broke up a couple balls, um, had had that last trouble ball that he had on the last shot, and he just makes an incredible out to win the to win the match to get to, to the championship. So the guy that's sitting in the championship is an A player, but he plays real good, solid A ball. Mm-hmm. And so this other A-plus has to spot him 8-6, to six, and this is why I bring this up. So this is all being either streamed or filmed for later. They've got a big the equipment set up. This is the championship finals. So here you get this guy, and I don't know what his... I don't know if he's, you know, what he does for money as far as if he if he tries to play professionally. He's a top player in the Arizona area, or if he, you know, he doesn't care. But this is the A player you're speaking. This of. is the A plus player. Okay. 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 So I'm I'm I I get down. I order me a little beverage, and uh, getting ready to watch him play. And they get down. It's two to one, the A player. So he's only going to six. Okay. And then he's got and and they had a little jawing back and forth. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure what about, but apparently these players have some history is what I'm guessing. <laughs> so anyway, it's 2-1. to one. The A players has a chance that we're probably going to win to go up 3-1, to one, and the uh, A-plus player just breaks the skew down and quits. Doesn't finish the set out. Nice. So here's the, here's the reason I bring this up. If you're a young player, if you're uh, – and this guy, like I said, he's, he's probably in his mid-20s. Good – played good. Just right. a good player. And – First time I got a chance to watch him play. I mean, he looked like he could had kind of that attitude, you yeah. know. I mean, just a little yeah. bit when you watch him, you know. But you know, if I was a sponsor, there's no way I would touch him with a ten foot pole. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's just because of that. I mean, just because you know he's got to play, he's got a chance to come back and win. Right. Now they didn't have a lot of people watching the finals of it, but there was there was probably four or five of us watching. Besides the yeah, maybe ten. You, you hate to see it. It's 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 a, just it's unnecessary, and, and you want to bring the game up. And, it sends the wrong message to younger yeah, players yeah. that really don't know the game. And the bad thing is, a lot of players will be sitting there watching this, and they're just learning the game, and they're just trying to get up there, and they think that's okay to do, and it's it's really not. It's well, it's it's, it's, it's disrespectful on all. Well, it just surprised me that he would. Yeah. And like I said, there may be some more history that I don't know about it, but you know, true. If if there was, and they they should never even started the match. That yeah. was a big of a deal, but. Uh, but it's just, I see this happen every once in a while with good right. young players, yeah. and I don't know. I have no idea what his story is as right. far as he may be wealthy and doesn't really care. He may work and have you know he's not just worried about that or he doesn't care about the image of it or whatever. It's right. just to him, it's just a game, and if he quits, that's his choice. And there was no Calcutta, so it really wasn't anything other than you know right. not being able to have the final streamed or whatever. Right. You well, know, it's, really like anybody. I said, it's it's quitting. It's quitting. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Which surprised me because the guy was—I was really impressed with his uh, with his game, yeah, and how he played. So it was. Well, you hate to see that, yeah, especially in a bigger tournament like that. And if they are going to stream, you know, it's just well, sending. That was that was a problem I had with it too. So it was a little bit distasteful. I just bought a Coke. Nice. I was was going to leave, and I'm sitting there. This is what's funny. So we're sitting there, and it was kind of neat how they had it. They had a little room that was blocked off by glass. And so the table's like right here, uh-huh. but we're setting up. And they can't hear us or see us, and then the players' ch- chairs are here, and the table's right there. So it's a really nice little viewing room. So I got my little chair there, and I'm gonna watch this match, you know, and, and thinking maybe it goes two sets, you know, right. so I can watch some pretty good bar table eight ball. <coughs> and uh, so I'm waiting. I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna drink a coke. Ah. So I order this coke, and the guy next to me says, oh, I'm gonna order a coke. So we both order a drink, and as soon as we order it, he quits. He breaks it's over, in. and you can't hear anything because of the glass. So you don't know if there's been anything said with the. Well, they case. were jawing. They had yeah. they had an yeah. issue earlier in the in the in the set about uh, something. I don't know what yeah. it was. It was. Um, well, like I said, you just can't you can't hear what they were said. I don't know what if it was, was, no, was, no, I don't know if it was slow yeah. play yeah. or I don't quite remember what it was about. You couldn't tell what it was, <laughs> but but anyway, it was just just FYI, right? You know, finish the match, do your best you can. Um, you know, even if you're going to lose, you know, try to lose with a little little class. Dick, yes, and that's what was amazing about this guy. I mean, he he was the best dressed pool player. I've, you know, I mean, yeah. he was real clean cut and you know. Took took that part of it. You weren't, you weren't expecting you weren't expecting that because this guy looked like he was all business. Kind of, yeah, 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 in a way. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he could be a hothead. Let me put yeah. it that way. I yeah. mean, he had that kind of arrogant. You know, sometimes you get younger pool players right. look. And the guy, like I said, the guy was is a great player. Well, skill wise, there was no. Yeah. You know, skill wise. But other than that, it was a good trip. I enjoyed it, and I thank Pat Walsh. And um, I'm actually going to be able to get go out to uh, Vegas for a few days. Cool. I'm buying a getting a car out there in Phoenix from Pat and I'm going to drive it back and I'm going to be able to fall on the same nice. dates as the Nationals so, so I'm going to swing by there and, and then just sweat some pool I'm not going to hit a ball there you go I, I don't know if I'm going to take my cue I'm well, just this is the, the BCA at the, at the uh, Rio mm-hmm. nice yeah yeah so it'll be awesome um, I think that's what we got for this week um, right. next week we're going to have some giveaways so if you are here um, we'll have some t-shirts, maybe some tip savers that I've got definitely. that we'll try to try to give away and kind of help promote the game. So if you guys um, have your Monday afternoons open, definitely come out and hit some balls and get your get some giveaways and have a little fun out here. We're trying trying to get something going where if people have an afternoon for Mondays, they can, we can develop and go whatever wherever it right, goes. Right, right. So we, we start the show generally around 12 o'clock, and we get down around 1 o'clock or so. And uh, it kind of depends. Eventually we might do some guests, you know, try to do some different things out here. So, yeah. uh, But this is... Uh, Uh, Daryl with Todd, and uh, thanks for another episode of Pool Time. Have a good week. Thanks.